The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach, Al Gross, with Derek Kennard. Welcome from Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. Hey, we had a fantastic weekend of football with the Pittsburgh Steelers going against the Jets. And we also had the, oh, let's get this right. We had the Bears versus the Green Bay. Totally disappointed with that Green Bay, with that Green Bay uh, Bear game. I thought the Bears were going to show up and uh, mm-hmm. really, really uh, uh, put it on them, but it, it didn't. It didn't pan out that way. Give me your take on this, Coach. This was a this this game was not played uh, uh, according that uh, not the way I thought it would in the first half. It didn't uh, it didn't uh, come to the, uh, fruition until the second half when the Bears came out and and really start to play. What's your take on this game that uh, occurred? I, I don't think they showed up the first half, and man, they did a little too little too late in the second half. What you think, Coach? Well, just like Dennis Green would say uh, back in his famous quote, the Bears are who we thought they were going into the game. <laughs> I knew, you know, you know, you look at the matchups, and, you, and, 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 and let me say this first of all. The defense played well enough to win because after the first 14 points, they really didn't give up any points thereafter. Uh, the, the touchdown – came uh, on an interception where Raji got, got the ball and ran it in. So we don't attribute that seven points to the offense scoring on a Bears defense. But on the other side of the football is where, just like I, just like I thought, uh, Don Capers went into his bag of tricks. They shut down uh, anybody, everybody except for Forte. Forte was their only attack. And we found out that the Bears quarterback situation got real sketchy. So we'll talk about it. We'll save that for later. But uh, big fella, I think you got 10 push-ups on that game. You picked the Bears. The Bears uh, didn't win. And Aaron Rodgers looked like the Super Bowl-bound quarterback that he is. So... We're gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna have to have you pay those push ups there after the show today. 
Well, I'm gonna give those push-ups up with not a problem at all with that. I got, I got you ten push-ups, big fella. That's not a problem. I'm just disappointed with the Bears. I thought that they would put up a better fight than this. And uh, uh, hey, my hats off to the Green Bay Packers. The pink Green Bay Packers showed up and put up uh, 14 points in the in the first half. And uh, second half, they uh, they kind of tanked and uh, went uh, went out and only put up seven points. But uh, and that was by the defense. And that was and, by know, the defense. And, and big fella. I want to say this. I want to give a shout-out to the special teams coach of the Green Bay Packers because we didn't see Devin Hester catch a pass, nor was he affected, effective on the on the kicking game. And, you know, that's something that the Bears hang their hats on is the special teams and the ability to create turnovers. And those are two areas that they didn't – they weren't able to uh, – you know, that's kind of like Lovey's forte is – in, in a sense where they come and they get points, un, hidden points off the defense and, tur- and turnovers and special teams. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to keep it real and let you know that I kind of took a Scooby nap on that second quarter and <laughs> fell asleep on that game. And, you a know, Scooby snap. A, a Scooby nap. <laughs> I took a Scooby nap. You know, I fell asleep and, and then I woke up the second half and I said, where in the heck is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, where in the heck did he go? I look around on the sideline. He looked good. He walking around. He's shaking his booty. He, he shook his leg. Uh, uh, they was down there moving. The doctors and the trainers were looking at his knee. They've been in at halftime working him out and, and, and riding the bike and, 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 and probing him and, and tugging and pulling on him. And, um, he walking around looking just, just lovely. But, when it came time for him to go in the ball game, he had his cape on and his helmet in his hand, and I could see it in his eyes that he was not going to. You know what? My wife had the vacuum cleaner going, and I'm sitting there, and I can't hear, and I could see it in this man's eyes that he was not. He was shut down. He was done. Finito. No mas. Order led me holes in me hands. Cornitas and gorditas. He was done for the day. My man was totally done. I just could not believe he shut it down. But we're going to come back to that. I'm just letting you know that we're now. How many chances did you have to go to the big dance? I've had maybe a couple in my in my day, and uh, one was uh, one came to an end in San Francisco when we went down there and gave the ball up three. We spot them three touchdowns in the first twenty seconds of the game. My man with the Aikman went out and threw three interceptions in the first twenty seconds of the game. I said, "Oh crap! What in the heck is going on?" We spot them 21 points coming out the gate. Then we come back out. And we put up a good fight. But, man, it was too little, too late, as that song goes. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and well, that, we, you know, you just can't. At this time of the season, turnovers is a big key part of the game. You, you cannot turn the ball over. And then, on the other hand, you have Green Bay did exactly what I thought the Chicago Bears would do to them. They held the ball, ran the ball, controlled the clock, controlled the chains, controlled the tempo of the game. And what do you know? 
It's over, sucker and succotash. You never know, big fella. You run out of time. Why? Because you sucking up the clock running that ball, big fella. Well, I do have to give credit to the third-string quarterback that came in with no reps during the week. And you know, DK, for yourself, uh, when we prepare for a game, the third-string quarterback gets zero reps, if any, during the week to prepare for the team that's going to play. And Todd Collins came in and uh, just about dis- dismantled the, the whole hopes of uh, – what the uh, Bears were going to do as far as their game plan with him coming in. And then they went to the third quarterback. i got to give Lovey credit. He had a short lease for Todd Collins. He brought in this guy, uh, what's his name, Haney, who we've never heard of. They got him off the, off the street. And this guy came in and scored two – went down and scored two two touchdowns and got the Bears back into the game. And it made it a game. And uh, we saw the Bears, Julius Peppers. We saw Lance Briggs. We saw Erlacher make a big interception to put them sure. in position. And uh, while you were having your Scooby snack and Scooby Scooby nap, you must have gave Jay Cutler a little piece. And it uh, and then whatever <laughs> happened, it, it twisted his knee. And you know that's something that uh, we want to talk about because you know uh, you yourself. Uh, you know, us being out of the game a while, you don't get many chances to go to the Super Bowl. And when you do well going into those games and you perform injury or not, it goes down in the history of in the annals of that city, whatever city you're in. People don't forget that. And neither do you as a player. So when you leave something on the field, I want to just start it off by saying something was left on the football field by this young man, Jay Cutler. And we'll, when we come back, we'll talk about the Jets uh, the Jets and the Steelers game. But we're going to also revisit the fact that we've had numerous examples of hero, heroism of guys being injured, but they sucked it up. They went for it uh, and played injured because there's a difference between playing injured and being hurt. And I want to lean to the side of hurt for this quarterback. And uh, so what do you think about that? Was he injured or was he hurt? I thought he was nicked up. And I want to come when we come back from this for this next segment, I want to tell you about being hurt. Are you injured or are you nicked up? I thought he was nicked up. Okay. And there's a difference. And there's, there's a, a difference. difference. Cause he's walking around like he's all Willie, Willie Wonker, man. He's good. Come on, baby. We all nicked up at this time of the year, man. Everybody got a little scrape here and a scrape oh, yeah. there. Come on, man. Ain't Not all your your tools are working correctly at this point time of the year. Not all your tools are as sharp as you want them to be. But you know what? This is, this is the time of the year. How bad do you want it? Yeah, because those chances don't come off. I remember Jay, uh, we had Dan Marino come into the league. Now, you're talking about a quarterback who set multiple records. He had all the records before Brett Farr passed him up. Hall of Fame. He went in his second year, went to the Super Bowl, and never returned to an AFC championship game after that. So these games are few and far between, and there's many guys who never been to a a championship game. True. So uh, you never know. So we'll talk about that right back after we come back from these messages from, from Under the Helmet. Yes, sir. Are 
you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to From Under the Helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek Ennard and DK. As we move into this second segment, we want to pick back up on the fact that uh, there is a lot of question going on uh, over. We had uh, some guys tweeting about uh, the Jay Cutler situation, Darnell Dockett being one of them. And then we had Maurice Jones-Drew, I read, uh, questioned whether or not the gentleman uh, could have played. And I think if we take a consensus of guys who have played the game or playing the game, when you look at that situation, uh, you got to here you have a first round draft choice, somebody that the Bears went after uh, and got from Denver when the whole Josh McDaniels thing blew up, and and and, and this guy uh, felt like he was lied to when the quarterback situation came in because they were trying to get Matt Castle. About a lot of different things, but bottom line is professional football player. You guys, sometimes you got to, at some point, you got to grow up and be a professional about this whole thing. And as professionals in the locker room, when you got a team of other guys depending on you as the leader and you got that C on your shirt 
and you come out with an injury, you say you hurt it sometime during the first or second quarter, whenever the case may be, you continued on through the half, uh, you went in the locker room, and miraculously some something happened in there where you couldn't come out for the third quarter. Now, there's been numerous cases, and I want you to give me your take on some some of the guys that have been injured but went ahead and sucked it up for the team and 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 played through the pain and injury uh, just because of the magnitude of the football game. Well, coach, you know how I I know a number of guys that's played through injuries uh, late in the season where where we all been nicked up and and uh, uh, and slightly injured. Uh, but what happens is. You know, you don't get many chances to go to the big dance or or, or just have a seat at the table at, at at the Super Bowl. So you really have to take advantage of it and take an assessment of your your health and 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 how is this going to affect you and your future. And um, right now, today, it uh, it appears from that the MRI came back that it was a sprained knee. And, uh, you know, I've had a sprain, MCL, ACL. Uh, As before. opposed to torn ligaments, As right? As a torn ligaments As, or, or, I mean, or torn, torn ACL. Right. He, he, nothing's torn. He's, he's got a sprain. That means he might have hyperextended it. He may have, you know, something happened where it, uh, it 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 looked like it may have scared him, but his knee is fine. It's just a sprain. Now, a sprain, you can pull a uh, a sleeve on there with a with a metal brace on either side, uh, uh, in the interior and posterior of your knee, that gives it the stability to allow him to plant his throwing foot so he can do a follow through uh, he has a plant foot the one he uh, he throws Which on that back foot. that that is that be his back foot his right foot his right foot, his right foot and he will plant on that and and thrust it put that foot in the ground and 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 throw that rifle of arm that he has now that's that was the problem with him on the sideline that's what he said was wrong yeah that. he couldn't do he couldn't plant couldn't on his plant yeah. he could not plant on his plant foot and throw uh in a throwing motion like he wanted to so that uh, that in his mind shut him down now I have a young man by the name of Charles Haley. Now, Charles Haley got out of his bed in the hospital with two of his uh, vertebrae in his back so fused together, Mm -hmm. and he got out of the hospital bed and came out to Super Bowl Thirty to uh, harass uh, the quarterback. and and just really put a whopping on him uh, uh, by having uh, hurries and 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 sacks and and uh, uh, he had a miraculous game that uh, that turned out he he was not the MVP of the Super Bowl but it ended up being Larry Brown that got all them interceptions right. but. <clears throat> no one recognized that my man was the one that put in the Charles Haley was the one that put in the whooping on that man, that quarterback. Mm-hmm. That, that I uh, remember that Neil <clears throat> O'Donnell. Duh. Yeah, yeah, and that 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 was the key. That was the key component that really helped us there. Now I played injured in that game as well with a uh, with a third degree separation in my right shoulder where the the bone was protruding uh, 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 nearly out of my skin. Good lord, and, big and, fella. Yeah, on my snap, my snap hand my, with my right my right hand my right 
shoulder was uh, separated, and and uh, I separated it during the first half of the Philly game, uh, two games prior to the Super game, Super Bowl. So I end up playing the, the NFC Championship game with that separated shoulder, as well as the Super Bowl. The AFC, uh, the NFC Championship game was against the Green Bay Packers, and um, I've. I'm a different breed now. I'm, I'm old school, and I played through that injury, and uh, since had it uh, surgically repaired, and have some metal things all up in there holding it together, and uh, I'm 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 fine now. But. <clears throat> I sucked it up for the better of the team, and I knew uh, this was going to be an opportunity that I could not pass up. And, uh, uh, you know, looking on the sideline, all I had was Dale Hellestray, and Dale Hellestray shaking his head on the sideline. Don't look this way, baby. <laughs> I don't want to go in. <laughs> kind of like so, Brunel was when they when, oh when Aaron Rodgers was getting a little – got a little ding. Yeah. And, and, you know, DK, there's been several cases. And, and we'll point to one, the guy who has the record streak for the most games played who just got it into Brett Favre. Now, Brett Favre, do you think that Brett Favre would have come out of that game had he been in that same situation? Here's a guy, has nothing to prove, got a concussion, he's got a separated shoulder, and he goes out there and plays in a meaningless game and gets injured again. And when you see a guy suck it up like that, that's why Brett Favre gets the respect that he, yes, does, he does from the other players. And then we go even further back than that, and we look at a Broadway Joe Namath who played on two knees that were not – I mean, they were braced up just so he can come out there and help the Rams during that time. And it was at the end of his career. But we see guys like that. They don't have the medicine and the braces that they have now. And uh, we have also people who go in there. And you wouldn't take a shot necessarily during a regular season game in this situation. But in this situation, you go ahead and get the shot. Yeah. You go ahead and get the shot, numb it up. You put the brace on. You ask the doc, is there any worse I can make it? Because you got all off season, And if you do that, you go down in the annals of history as one guy that sucked it up. But now Mr. Cutler has to answer questions the rest of his life, not just for a while. People are going to always question that. They're going to watch him on injuries from now on. And, uh, you know that's unfortunate. Yes, it is, and this this is going to have a lasting effect with the with this ball club, and I like to see how this is going to develop. I know that Erlacher he came out and and he said some admirable things about his quarterback, but I'm not sure if it was sincere or not because it, it's going to be it's going to come to fruition at the end of the of the off season. Uh, uh, you know, hey, these guys put in a lot of work during the course of the off season, man, and to get to this point, it it, it takes a lot to get back there, big fella. That's right. And let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New York Jets. An entertaining football game also, but we saw a similar pattern happen. The favorite team come out ready to play in the first half, the first quarter in particular. The Steelers marched right down and drove and scored. They put 14 points on the board. They controlled the ball on the ground with Mendenhall, and by the time the Jets got their second win and figured out what was going on, it was almost too late. Uh, it, they had plenty of time. You know, I I text message you when uh, it looked a little bleak, and and I ain't gonna say what you text back to me, big fella. But, <laughs> 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 but 
but that was another game that you you got to pay the piper f- uh, five push ups on that from last week too. Now don't don't let them let you off the hook there. <laughs> but we saw a a a a, a organ an organization, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are going to their record eighth, if I'm not mistaken, eighth Super Bowl. Yes, and, yes, uh, and, 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 and they, you know they got to be uh, favored in that, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I was uh, the, what I did mention to you uh, after you uh, text me. I did mention to you the puncher. I was hoping that the Jets would come out the second half and punch them in the mouth and kick them in the knee. And they and, did. And, they and did then, come out running and, the football. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But you know, it was too little, too late, and uh, they almost had enough time to get there. But it just was like I said, too little, too late. And you know how that song goes. You gotta, you know, you gotta do it when it when you're supposed to do it. And they didn't. So, uh, and, and, and DK, can I point out something? I always say when you get into the playoffs, we don't think plays, we don't think concept, we think matchups. And Dick LeBeau, the father of the, the godfather of the zone blitz, and then we got Bruce Arians, who's been calling the plays since Bill Cowher was there, and and right after when uh, the when the, when your coach here at the Cardinals when when. Uh, What's his name here at the Cardinals? The head coach. Oh, you're you talking know, about Wizard Hunt. Wizard Hunt. No, mm-hmm. no. I'm having a brain dead moment. Come but, on. But Wizard Hunt, whoever he left, Bruce Arias picked up the pay call, and then he's 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 a Super Bowl. These are Super Bowl assistant coaches, and Mike Tomlin. And you look at Mike Tomlin. That's part of his stability. He's got two coordinators that have been have two Super Bowl rings in front of him. Yes, and you know. You're giving the man too much credit. I, I thought it was. I thought that the Jets had some horrible play calling at the the down end, on the goal the, line. Down on the goal line stance, man. Now, see, you giving LeBeau just a, just a little bit too much credit. I thought that the offensive coordinator for the Jets, they did not. Be creative on doing some plays that was wide open, like some well, some naked boots, and 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 or to, to put some people on the edges and and, and let them have some one on one on the edges. I did not think they put they, they could uh, they didn't take advantage of those, some of those situations at all when they had nine, ten, eleven in the box when they could have just went on ahead and pitched that thing and let uh, let that man do a one on one on one on the edges and and dive it on in there to that end zone, baby. Well, you know. You, know, you got a point there, and that bootleg would have looked really good. Would look real good down there. But let's point out two things: Dustin Keller had a pass thrown, hit him in the hands. True, he wasn't ready for it. Horrible play calling. And, but but it hit him in the hands, and it was something on the edge. LT, I'm on a call in the question. LT, and we all love LT, but down on the goal line, they gave him his call. They went and got him, and I'm expecting LT to fly over the top. And LT runs into a stack of Steelers. Yes. You went with your best play, your best guard, your best offensive lineman on your best play, and you and you went out and got a guy, and, L, and here's LT, landing egg in another big playoff game. Yes, he did. And, you know, I, we're, we are going to uh, talk more about this after we come back after these messages. But please call in at 888-346-9144 from under the helmet. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you? 
you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1 888 346 9144. 1 888 346 9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back from Other Than the Helmet with Coach uh, Al Gross and Derek Kennard. And uh, man, you know, I was not done with you. We were talking about those Jets and Pittsburgh Steelers, man. I, I, I you know, I just uh, thought we could get a little more out of out of that uh, the Jets squad uh, in the first half, but it didn't happen, brother. It didn't happen. You know, hey, Pittsburgh's in it. Jets are out. There go my man, the big Rex. Yeah, you know, I can sympathize with Rex Ryan in in, in this this fact here. I've been to two AFC championship games and come up short just like these just like these people. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gonna you gonna rub that in, huh? man? But man, you know, man. Uh, you know, it, it's a frustrating situation. It's a team, it's a team game, and you have to have. That's what that's why people love football. You got to have all your players playing on the same page in order to get to the Super Bowl. Now. At the same time, there were 30, 28 other teams sitting at home watching these games. That is correct. Who were wishing they were there. Absolutely. And uh, for the Jets to have beaten the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts and then have to have a tall order of beating the Pittsburgh Steelers all on the road, by the way, is a tall order. And I don't think they have anything to hang their heads low about because – 
Uh, you know, they have made some improvements from last year, in my opinion. That quarterback is learning what it takes to win a championship. And I think that the New York Jets and the style of play and the way that there's numerous amounts of players around the league, they did a poll. Uh, they said uh, before the game, of if there was one coach that you'd rather play for in the NFL – Overwhelmingly, the poll came back Rex Ryan because of his style of coaching. So he's a player coach. He works his players hard, but he also, uh, you know, has that brash and bravado and swagger that these young players today love to play for. So they'll be back. I don't. I'm not too sure of that because of the, some of the veteran players, uh, uh, such as Price and uh, what's that Pace, and and you have another young man over there, Calvin uh, Pace, uh, Ellis, and, uh, Ellis, and and you have that defensive end, Jason for, Taylor. Taylor. Now, see <clears throat> these guys. I don't know how much left they have in the tank. Well, they're man. plug. They're plug-ins, DK. Yeah, but they, they're plug-ins. But you look at the the nucleus of who they have. You know they can pl- they're like they can do like the New England Patriots. They keep plugging in spots here and there. True, you know, true. Through free agency, but if we ever get to a free agency situation next year, because nobody can change teams until uh, we get a, co- a collective bargaining agreement. Now, see, you lead me right into that CBA, and you know we <laughs> we, we are we are scheduled to talk about this CBA uh, collective bargaining agreement. And now, now with uh, most of the teams uh, out of the playoffs and not into the Super Bowl, they're looking forward to this off season of of, of trans uh, transactions and 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 uh, and trying to uh, acquire new new talent on the team. Um, are we going to have a draft? Are we going to have a combine? Are we going to continue on as business as usual without a CBA? Are all these owners going to have a lockout and lock all the players and the coaches and everybody's locked out where we can, we do not have a draft? We do not uh, scout for the talents that are, uh, that are out there to, uh, to bring into the NFL. Um, you know, what is going to take place um, in March, when this CBA uh, collective bargaining agreement is uh, come to an end, uh, and uh, you know we don't have anything, we have no negotiations has been t- uh, have occurred. I know there's been a little uh, talk here, a little talk there, but no uh, conversations over the phone, but no conference to. Uh, no conferences uh, that's taking place between uh, uh, Demarcus Smith and and uh, our, our Roger Goodell, uh, Roger Goodell, and the ownership. So, well, yeah. you know, it's not going to be business as usual. We know that, and also, if I'm not mistaken, not only are the coaches locked out, but so are the scouts and the office personnel, and everybody's locked out when you have a work stoppage of this of this of what's getting ready to happen here if we don't come up with something by the 1st of March. So, we're going to see the draft push back. We're going to see free agency. Nobody can negotiate and do anything in free agency. So, you're going to see a mad scramble. You could see a mad scramble within a two-week time of players getting signed from other teams no mini camp, no no time to prepare for what you normally do during the off season. All these things that happen, where uh, you get time to get your rookie signed. What happens if we have a draft and all of a sudden we bang bang bang? Your team gets a first round draft choice and you can't come to terms. Is he sitting out? It well into the season, you only got two games to get these guys ready if we go to the 18-game series season. So there's a lot of question 
out there. And it's up to these uh, two uh, groups of billionaires on one side and millionaires on the other. They're going to have to come together because, you know, the fans have supported the NFL and made it the number one sport in the world, the fan base. And I don't think they deserve some type of lockout where we go into the season on the 11th hour with a big mess. Well, Coach Al Gross, I want to I want to ask you a question about what is, what are the main issues <clears throat> that need to be resolved for us to 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 come to an agreement. Uh, uh, the, I'm thinking in my mind, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking as a as a fan now. What is, is it? The pension? Is it the the 18 game schedule? Is it the the health plan? Is it the uh, the rookie page uh, wage scale that we're trying to implement this uh, this this fall? Is uh, what what is it? Uh, uh, the main issues that need to be resolved that that can bring this thing to a to a uh, so we can move on and to, have to fun. a resolution. Yes. Well, from what I understand, this the owners are saying we're losing money. Now I don't know how you can have the biggest TV contract that you've ever had, and you're on a equal share uh, revenue sharing amongst all the owners e- get share get equal shares, and you're saying that you're losing money. Well, on the other side, the players are saying fine. If you're losing money, open up your books and let us see where you're losing money, and maybe we can make some concessions. But the owners are saying, we don't have to open up our books to show you. Take our word for it that we're losing money. Right. And they'll point to a couple of teams like Jacksonville and Buffalo who you're going to lose money compared to other clubs when you don't put a winning product out on the field. And then there's other markets that, you know, you just in a you just happen to be in a small market. But you, you can't tell me Green Bay in one of the most in – in Pittsburgh and two of the smallest markets of the NFL, they're not losing money, but we have that problem. Then we have the issue of the 18 games. So if you go to 18 games, the TV money expands by two games, but do you pay – do the the owners want to give the player prorate the players for that. Then you got the rookie wage cap. What happens to the money if you do put the rookies on a salary cap such as the NBA because it's ridiculous to have a rookie making more than Peyton Manning or Tom Brady when they just walk into the league and you got bums like uh, Jamarcus Ruffle <laughs> walking around with a $50 million. He's made $50 million and, and really hasn't been in, no, no, nowhere near the type of quarterback he should have been the way he was paid for so those are some of the issues the pension i think the nba the nfl ownership is embarrassed by the way that some of the guys have been treated uh we have a new regime we don't have gene upshaw in there anymore uh you know he's passed on and now we have a young dynamic leader like demarcus smith trying to weigh the the body of the of the players association current and past players and and to give him credit he's put some uh, former players on the panel to help negotiate because who better to ask the questions than the guys have been through two strikes and I went through two strikes and I know you went through another one that led these guys to where they are now and if you let the same tactics that the owners pulled from before we had guys running back in they didn't save the money they didn't do the right things to withstand and stand in solidarity you're going to have to break up the league the the union and you're going to have (laughs) an even bigger mess than we got now. See, you just jogged my memory about the scabs, man. I believe you was one of them players that crossed the line. And, 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 you better as, watch as, your mouth. You better <laughs> fix your mouth, big fella. 
Because I'm telling you right now, I had a problem down in St. Louis, and uh, some of the scabs crossed the line. I was we I was st- I was holding the line out there on the on the picket line. We had the the union the union reps and people were out there, and we were protecting protecting uh, our wa- our work stoppage out there. And uh, the scabs came in, the owners brought them in, and uh, I thought I saw you, one of them guys, get off the bus. Man, we gonna have this gonna be some feathers <laughs> flying in here. <laughs> Ain't no, no birds you up know, in here, big You fella. know the, the 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 thing of it is, is that that was a situation that really got heated amongst the players. And I remember being in Cleveland at the time, and those buses came in with those guys. And you know, you 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 can feel for the the average per- person who works, and they go through work stoppages, and they fight for their uh, the, their their rights. You get a better understanding for when you're being being put in those shoes so uh, you know, it was an unfortunate thing. Those games did count that year. I ended up two, three games after that uh, After that strike was resolved, after some of the members of the 49ers and a few other select teams got lured in to come back to work, and it just blew up the whole thing. We played without a contract for that entire year, and uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a big mess. We sacrificed games, checks, uh, for pretty, pretty much to get free agency back at that time, right. which makes the contracts go to where they are now. Yeah, you know, th- this was an unfortunate time in our careers that we had to do this uh, th- this work stoppage, and it was uh, it, we we came to a CBA, but uh, now that now that this portion of the CBA is over, now we got to move on to this one. Hopefully, in, in in the near the very near future, we can uh, come to a resolution and and get this resolved. And and you know, th- as, as we look forward to the to the uh, 2011 football season and NBA season, it looks like a possible work stoppage in both leagues. Right as we sit in this room in this studio right now, there will <laughs> possibly be a work stoppage in the NBA and NFL in the fall of 2011. Now, I we, want you to fix your mouth and stop talking like that. Okay, well, I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> but you know, it don't look good. We don't have people coming to the table with with any other viable options to resolve this. And I, I sure would like to see this thing get resolved on. Uh, on, on both leagues and and get this thing handled so we can continue on with our with, with our uh, you know this is entertainment and and, uh, and 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 for most people it's it's a way of life and and for me it's been it's been a way of life for a long time and so and so it, uh, so yes, has indeed. it been for you yes, and uh, football been betty betty good to me betty betty good <laughs> and you know I like to see I would like to see everybody get get a chance to get this thing resolved so hey we're gonna come back after these messages and uh, please join us from Under the Helmet. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross, and you know, we have a Super Bowl that's shaped up to be two historic franchises, multiple winning franchises, the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers meeting in what's going to be an entertaining game. DK, if you look at both sides in the ball, like I always say, look at the matchups. And right now I haven't really done a real serious analysis of what I think will transpire, but you do have – two dynamic quarterbacks who can escape and make plays. You have two teams that play the 3-4 defense and put a lot of pressure and have a lot of speed. But I think I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers again. And this is something coming from a uh, Cleveland guy. Because of the offensive coordinators being there and the Green Bay Packers regime has not been there with the same type of preparation and going through the Super Bowl two weeks off in the whole bit. And uh, I think that Troy Palomalu is going to make the plays because I love, you know, I love watching that guy play. He's a bullet, a missile. He doesn't slow down. He just goes out there and knocks people out. You know, I, I, I admire your candor in this, but you you got to understand uh, the mentality of a uh, former offensive lineman that understands the game from 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 inside the trenches. <laughs> now, what happens is this: you got the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, as the favorites in this, and you got to understand that the reason why they're the favorites is because of that running game. 
did you see how my man Mendenhall, he turned around and run that ball and he wiggle, he jiggle, and he just pushing folks around and he got the, he got the biceps and triceps to, to just really, really give them that, that do, I call it the dookie stick mm. when he's pushing people around, getting in, getting in, getting those tough yards from inside those two hash marks. I love the way that man is getting it on and, and, and putting it out there. Now, see, that is... Uh, 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 that is the, the is what that shows what me. Saying? That's what I'm seeing in this ball club is what they're giving me is that running game. This is really going to come down to this running game and eating that clock, controlling the controlling the chains and, and the tempo of the game. Well, what do you see on the other side of the football? The Green Bay Packers, they ran the ball effectively, but they throw to loosen you up to create running lanes. They're not their offensive line is not set up to come out and on first and ten. Yeah, you can put eight in the box and we know you're gonna pay it eight in the box and we're still gonna get you five or six yards. They're not set up that way. They're gonna spread you out with those three wide receivers and they're gonna pick their spots and run the stretch offense and draws and stuff like that, which is effective by the way that they call plays because of the quarterback you have. But when you get into these big games and you got two weeks to prepare and you put a guy like Dick LeBeau He's the mad scientist on the defensive side of the ball like they used to talk about, Mike Martz. Uh, and I think that he's going to put together a package. Now, Don Capers, I talked about Don Capers on the other side of the ball also. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger does things that even if you get to him sometimes, he's going to find a way to make plays. He's proven it over and over and over again. And even though they don't have the top flight receivers that Green Bay has, they find a way to win. You're right. Uh, Dom Capers, he's going to have a, a arsenal of weapons to throw at Big Ben Roethlisberger. And I, I believe that uh, uh, it's going to be some really good matchups between uh, Woodson and, and uh, what's, the, what's the other? Hines Ward, Ward. Hines Ward and, and Ward. Well, they got a that fist fight out there on the corner. Man, huh? man. Did you see him run that linebacker into the end zone on that one running play, or were you taking your Scooby now? No, no, no. I was awake on that one. I, I, <laughs> I saw I saw that uh, linebacker get his, his bubble snot. Man. Oh my goodness, that that was pretty. I good. I might have had to get up and start a fight right about then. <laughs> the wide receiver knocking you into the end zone like that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, that was something to see. But you know, hey, linebackers, you know, linebackers they make in these days are pretty soft. Other than that, that Matthews boy, they oh, got boy. out there. You know, he, he's soft. He's put whooping cushions out there. <laughs> Man, watch yourself, big fella. Hey, now I'm enjoy I'm enjoying this, but you know, uh, in the midst of all this, we have the Pro Bowl coming up, and I know the Pro Bowl is not as hyped up as it used to be because these guys aren't really putting it out on the line, and they not really they not really out there playing hard. It's like a seven on seven drill. Yeah, they're they're making a whole lot of business decisions out there, (laughs) and it's a it's a more glamour uh, glamour for uh, uh, all star a glamour of an all-star game opposed to uh, really, really some really good football. Well, I'm going to tell you the difference in the game today is the way it used to be. Back in the day, when you when you got that 12, 
when they had that 25 for the winner, 10 for the loser out there, and some of these game checks didn't amount to 10000 and 25000 You went out and you played because, hey, we want to win this and to walk away with twenty five grand. Now twenty five is a fine for these guys that they just laugh at and just throw, you know, write a check. And the money is not hasn't changed so too much to where guys are even motivated to play. They're there for the publicity shoot. They're there for the marketing. And as you say, they're out there making business decisions. They're making handshake decisions across the line of scrimmage. Where are you going after the game tonight? <laughs> if my wife said hello to your wife and uh, how are the kids and all that kind of stuff. Right. Are you having sushi over. tonight or are we having a luau? What yeah, you do? What luau yeah. are you going to? <laughs> it's kind of like that kind of a thing. But, right. you know, the league has to continue to, to do it because it's a tradition. And I don't know whether the, the Pro Bowl has it. You know, I don't know if they need to even really keep it. Yeah, it's, it's starting to lose its luster, and it's and it's uh, and, and it's really not. Uh, Who won even last necessary. year's? Who won last year's Pro Bowl? I, mean, I have I have no idea. Man. Nobody it's, cares. Nobody cares. See, that's that's the problem with it. You know, hey, we're getting down to our last few minutes. If you have anything going on with Hitman Sports, I know you got a combine well, we ain't and some things coming. Talking about Hitman Sports, we're talking about this week. We're talking about the NFLPA charity golf tournament down in Tucson, Arizona. It's it's uh, sponsored by the Diamond uh, Diamond Hotels uh, Gambling Casino. Casinos, yes. uh, well run operation in one of the Indian casinos here in the in the state of Arizona, and that organization raises uh, thousands of dollars for kids charities and uh, also to help take care of some of the struggling players who are having issues with medical and stuff that uh, the NFL uh, hasn't taken care of. And they're also doing something here in Phoenix the night before the Super Bowl to kind of do the same thing with the NFL Retired Players Union uh, here at Hail Mary's on Saturday at 7 o'clock on the 5th of, of, of February. Well, that's awesome, Possum, and I'm going to say a few <laughs> things about Mayor's Missions uh, Outpatient Program out in Mesa, Arizona, and we also have uh, the Blueprint Education at uh, Kids at Hope Central, and uh, yeah, yeah, we your son, and, your son, and, and, and uh, Pro, Pro Edge Performance Pro out in out in uh, Pro, hit ProEdgePerformance.com, and you will uh, find all your workout needs and wants right there at uh, Pro Edge Performance right there in uh, Chandler, Arizona. Hey, it's been oh, it's been great, big fella, having you. It's been you. a lot of fun and, again, like always. And we are surely coming back next week with a awesome show. We'll forward next week talking about some most Super Bowl stuff here um, from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. You going to take us out with them 15 push-ups? Because yes, sir. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you, baby. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Gennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 